Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. Narelle and I had a moment yesterday. I was voice noting her about something and my doorbell rang in the middle of it. And I swear to God, it sounded like I was part of the Blair Witch Project. I'm like, Narelle. We both had a panic attack. <laughs> and then, I heard the doorbell and I was like, oh my God. Yes. And Narelle's like, that sent a shiver down my spine. Are you okay? <laughs> yes, it did. That is like, <sighs> that and my phone ringing is about yes. the worst sound. <laughs> my life i hate it oh how can you tell i'm an anti-social introvert that's how you know that's how you know we are both extrovert introverts i think extroverted introverts extroverted introverts yeah we're very good at putting on an extroverted mask yeah and pretending yeah and then it sucks the life out of our soul and our hearts literally (laughs) need to recover for a long time afterwards the good thing is this is why we're best friends because we recharge from one another we get recharged and it doesn't happen with too many people like to get that recharge so no when you meet somebody that actually recharges your battery while you're with them that's fucking rare and you hold on to that person and you never let go absolutely yeah like my husband is another person (laughs) who recharges me but he i mean he's so quiet and chill and calm that you know it's different i think part of that is the recharge value whereas with you it's just our our connection our friendship yeah there's there's something it's a little bit different with like a romantic partner but that it, it is always how i know i've met somebody that i want to have in my life when i don't walk away from them being like I need to go take a day off and like recharge. Yes. Like you walk away feeling fulfilled. Yeah. Like, and it's not an insult yeah. to anyone. You know, it's just uh, all, all you It people. kind of is. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, it's a personal thing. That's the I thing. mean, how do you tell somebody, I feel exhausted after <laughs> seeing you. And you I dread the life recharge. out of me. Oh, I guess in case no one listened to Beverly Hills, I should tell them. Um, I have a cold, if you guys can't hear that. Yeah, so this I was is- just going to say that you probably don't need to tell them. They can probably hear it and guess themselves. I'm so sorry. But I it's finale week. I had to be here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And VPR, there's a lot to talk about, guys, because Tom Sandoval is Sandovaling all over the place, and he won't shut the fuck up, Okay. Tom Sandoval, Sandoval in all of our faces, and <laughs> I, for one, did not enjoy it. I need a towel. I need a <laughs> towel. I need, like, a lighter and some kindling, because I want to set this man on fire. Yeah. I, uh, what was that New York Times article, Sarah? It was the For the love of ignorant God. statement. This man, I can't even express... How stupid I think he is. Agreed. Every time he opens his goddamn mouth, he makes it worse for himself, which I do love. But when you compare yourself to the... I shouldn't say when you compare oh. yourself. When you compare the scandal to the magnitude and the importance, the social importance of the murder of George Floyd, and right. you equate 
your stupid fucking affair to that. And and being persecuted like O.J. Simpson, basically. Is that what he was implying? I don't know what he was implying. Was I don't he implying know either. That he was murdered, but also he was a murderer? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Oh, shit. Or what? Like, am, am I f- missing an analogy here? I don't think he knows what analogy he's actually using here. No. Because, and to do this during Black History Month, my my God, my, my dude, you are a monster. You're disturbing. You're disgusting. Like I messaged you, my immediate thought was, okay, this so this is on purpose then. This is all on purpose. There's no way. There is no way he's that stupid. This has to be calculated. But he is. I think he is. But honestly, Nard, this is so bad. I don't think this is on purpose. Like, it seems like everything he's doing is intentional just for attention. But this is so bad. No one would want this vitriol he's getting. Like, it's even worse than Sandoval and rightfully so. Or Scandoval. And rightfully so. It's He's so... Uh, uh, where is his hindsight? Who is his PR team? Um... <laughs> Well, they're 23 years old, and they've been fangirling the show since they were in middle school. So, what? Yeah. His fucking- Excuse me? The what? head of his PR crisis management team is a 23-year-old fangirl who's been watching the show since middle school, if that answers anything for you. Narelle? Yeah. Yeah. Narelle? Narelle, why? I'm pretty sure every single other PR agency out there has disowned him and refused to work with him. This was probably the only one he could afford. Oh, my God. Does she still work for him now? I wonder after this article. I cannot imagine. She's Not only does she still work for him, she was sitting beside him (gasps) during the article. Like, during the time the article was written. Uh, He... Let me read a quote to you here. Please. Um, This is... So this is a quote from the, I'm sorry, I didn't write down. Oh, Irina Alexander, the journalist who wrote the article. She said, we were also joined by Riley, who's on Sandoval's new publicity team, which has a background in crisis PR. Now, I assumed Riley would be an impediment, but my fears were put to rest when she didn't even flinch at the Danny Masterson comment. So he also made a comment about how he was more hated than Danny Masterson, who we all know now has been convicted of sexually assaulting and raping women. He equated himself to being more hated than that. The quote goes on to say, Riley is 23 and has watched Vanderpump since she was in middle school, and she seemed as interested in Sandoval's life as I was. What on God's green earth is happening? So the thing that I kind of kept coming back to, Ariana loved this man for, uh, what was it, 10 years, 11 years? How did Ariana love this man? It's not as if he's become a different person. Such a good point. Yes. Like, what does it say about Ariana that, you know what I mean? Like, she obviously was filtering him this entire time. And now he's out there unfiltered, sandivaling all over all of our faces. But it does make me wonder, like, did she just not care? Or was this attractive to her? Or what? These are definitely Tom Sandoval's inner thoughts that he has obviously been told to suppress. So she knows she must have seen these thoughts come out before many times. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was more appealing before like the woke era, if you will. Maybe it was the cool factor. 
I don't know. Like I look back before, you know, having more education about social things. And I think, ooh, the things I used to laugh at or whatnot, like those were repulsive things that now I would be disgusted by. So maybe that's where she's at. I'm hoping. Maybe she found it funnier before and that was part of the demise of their relationship. It just, it really struck me with the article coming out and then this past, this last episode, I was like, how did she ever love him? This makes me judge her a little bit, but I judge myself when I look back at my past relationships as well. <laughs> I so, mean, fair. We can't all, judge her too harshly. Yeah. We've all loved losers at some point, right? Yeah. The other thought I had is that I really think Bravo must be panicking at this point because now so. they must know that their redemption arc for Sandoval is not going to land and that nobody's buying what they're selling. Mm-hmm. They have to revamp what they have been trying to do here because they're yeah. trying to make us feel empathy for Tom. And you know what? It probably would have worked, but he just can't keep his goddamn mouth shut. So there you are. There's also direct evidence that they are panicking because following oh. this latest episode, they pulled the after show and re-edited it and took all of Tom's parts out. No. Yeah. No. So there was a delay in them actually posting the after show and they like reformulated all the parts. They were like in different order. And I don't know if you watched it, no. but the only thing that Tom said during the entire after show was a comment he made about Graham, the dog, and how it didn't reflect well on Raquel, um, Rachel, for up. what happened. Nothing else from Tom, whereas previous after shows have been very Tom heavy. So I found that very huh. illuminating. I think Bravo is having a bit of a panic attack. They're the only ones that stepped in after the New York Times article to try and shut down Tom and what he was saying. Bravo? Like, so Bravo stepped in. I think Alex himself stepped in to try to end the interview. And they didn't let the journalist attend a filming of a confessional I believe it was happening the next day and instead they tried to offer up Tom Schwartz to finish the interview to do another interview like they're still protecting Tom Sandoval they are protecting I don't know why he's such an investment for them that they are trying to like they're riding hard for this man and I don't get it it's disgusting but we have a lot of thoughts so let's just get into it guys Vanderpump Rules, Season 11, Episode 4, Dog Days of Summer. I have to start this off by saying um, even the producers don't want to show us Ariana's room anymore. Like, they kept it real tight (laughs) on frame of their faces. (laughs) Oh my god, I didn't even notice that. I did notice that Scandival is all we're getting this season, right? Yeah. Like there's there's not going to be anything else. What happened to the days when we used to see everybody's lives? Like everybody's personal lives, who they're dating, what they're going through. Yes, I know a lot of them are in long-term relationships, but other than Scandival, mm. name one storyline right now in VPR. Sarah, just there, Well, Graham, which is an extension of Scandival. <laughs> That's um, part of it. Yeah. yeah. Even James's sobriety is being linked back to Scandival. Oh, my gosh. So it's just, it 
the writing is on the wall because Scandaval is over in everybody's hearts. So I think Vanderpump is over. If this is what they're focusing on, you got to give us a little bit more, you guys. Yes. And you know what, Narelle, you raise a good point. And maybe Tom Sandoval knows this, knows that this is the last season. It's going to be done. And that's why he's just going balls to the walls, saying whatever the heck he feels like saying. Maybe. And trying to bring down the show so people know there's like, oh, here's the reason. Tom's the reason. It's better to burn out than fade away. Like he wants to go out with a fucking bang. Oh my God. I mean, it kind of seems like that's the trajectory we're going down here. It's going to be the show's downfall because they are continuing to focus on this redemption arc. And I think they're really starting to piss people off. Everybody is really annoyed with it being forced down our throats and yet they continue to do so. I mean, it's not lost on me that Bravo is putting out scenes of both of the Toms constantly talking about the size of Ariana's ego, and yet Sandoval is in the press comparing his stupid affair to one of the most, um, what's the word? Cataclysmic? Catastrophic. Catastrophic. Like, civil war, essentially. Yeah. It created a civil war within the Americas. I'm sorry, it did. It did. And the fact that this man is comparing himself to that while saying that Ariana's the one with the ego, it's very... Yeah, such a good point. And the fact that Bravo seems to be leaning into that as well, like Ariana's getting a really bad edit. She She is not looking good. She's not coming off as good. And I know that that's on purpose. I know Bravo's doing that on purpose. Like, she's got a scene in the confessional where she's, like, reapplying her makeup, which I think is a total shtick. Like, I think she's doing that just to show how much, like, how little she cares. But the fact that Bravo left it in, it's making her look as if she's a diva. And they're leaning into that on Tom's behalf. And that sickens me. Totally. It's so obvious. And you know what? If I were just a regular viewer watching the show for shits and giggles, I'm sure I would probably be down that path being brainwashed. But it's because, you know, we read so much of this stuff now. And we we listen, we hear, we can hear Tom actually being his, the he's his own demise. So we have to listen when Tom is talking, because he is telling us what we need to know. Ariana is not the villain here. I feel like anybody who sees Ariana as a villain, even now, especially now, you're just, you're buying into what you're being sold by Bravo and by Sandoval and Schwartz. And it's so apparent that they're trying to villainize her while pretending not to be the villains themselves. It's actually sickening and offensive. I say a lot of things are offensive on this podcast, (laughs) but I'm... I'm apparently easily offended. Um, So next we have a scene with Lala and Sheena. Speaking of offended. Oh my goodness. They drop by Lisa Vanderpump's house on their way to the pool party so that Lisa Vanderpump can convince them to go to work on redeeming Tom Sandoval. Oh, Narelle, this made me so sad. I kind of miss when Lisa Vanderpump used to be more involved with the show. I did, but then it seems like this that made me want her off the show entirely. This specific uh, storyline, her only storyline, same as last season, was her only storyline as well. Saving Tom. Saving private Tom. Saving Saving Tom's private. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I got to say, my girl Sheena in this scene here, she summed it up perfectly for me. She nailed it. Lisa tells them, you know, Tom is in such a dark place. He's having suicidal thoughts. 
And Sheena says, he's diving into this villain energy, Lisa, and I'm not here for it. He needs to humble himself, have some humility, and get a good therapist. But unfortunately, Lisa's own trauma and experience with her brother is really taking precedence in this moment. And I can completely understand and empathize with the fear she must feel. And Tom is basically replacing her brother in this moment, but she wants to save him. But was her brother a narcissistic egomaniac? Yeah, I I do agree with Sheena in this scene. I don't love that the onus is being put on Lala and Sheena to help Tom's mental health. Lisa Vanderpump, as an alleged friend, but obvious producer of the show, should be considering removing Tom at this point from the show and entering him into some kind of mental health facility with Rachel, not trying to actually fix the situation herself and lay the onus on other cast members. That is actually the opposite of what she should be doing as a producer and as a friend. It's a little bit bullshit. Wow. So well said. That I never even thought of it like that. In the after show, Ariana said that this is way too heavy of a burden to put on somebody and that she doesn't take it lightly. Then she points out somebody that does take it lightly is Tom Sandoval, who when he went on Howie Mendel's <laughs> podcast, he pointed out that she uh-huh. herself was suicidal in a really flippant fucking way, as if it was fodder for a podcast. And he absolutely did do that. He absolutely did. She said, it's alarming that this is an important thing, depending on who we're talking about, and that the correct route to take is seeking professional help, not help from Lala and Sheena. So I agree with you that I do empathize with Lisa in this moment, the way she's kind of seems to be mistaking Tom for her brother and perhaps trying to correct past regrets of her own. But you cannot lay this on Lala and Sheena. I think that's wrong. And like you said, Lisa, if you care about Tom so much as you have proven over and over again, you do it. You fix it. Okay. And by bullying Sheena and Lala into befriending Sandoval again, That isn't going to fix it because Tom needs the fixing, okay? The way that you do that is by getting him professional help. Don't try to do it yourself, Lisa. No. With your little flower arranging. Oh, I hate Flower arranging ass. I hate that. Just just come into the sunroom. I have some roses (laughs) to rearrange. The florist dropped them off today so that I could do this on purpose on camera. It's so ridiculous. And honestly, I have lost a lot of respect for Lisa over this. Yeah. And Sheena knows right away that if she befriends Sandoval again, she's going to lose Ariana. And yeah, she even said she was like, is it worth losing Ariana? And Lisa's reaction was like, yep, it is. Yeah, definitely. And I felt like Sheena was almost being defiant in that moment. Like, is it worth it, mom? You know, and Mm. because she knows that Lisa is not asking her to talk to Tom and befriend Tom, she is telling her to. And I can see that, see that Sheena is genuinely struggling with this decision. I, I do think Sheena has a big heart, and she would never want to see anything happen to Tom. I'm sure she'd still like to be friends with both of them again, as Sheena does. But Lisa isn't giving her much choice, and she's also preying on Sheena's weakness, just mm-hmm. like Tom preys on people's weaknesses. It's really unfair and cruel. It is, and it seems to have worked on Lala, which we get to oh, yeah. 
here, everybody shows up to the pool warming party, including greasy Uncle Schwartz. I loved that little something about her storefront that James made. That I thought was that was so cute. That was pretty cute. That was very sweet and such an endearing thing to do, especially because yeah. it's Katie and James and Katie yeah. have yeah, yeah. had such a contentious past. Schwartz made a comment in his confessional here that really pissed me off about Ooh, how he's what? not an accessory to the affair. Oh. He's so oh. much more than that. It was bullshit. He is it, literally an accessory to the affair. That is literally what you were. And I don't even believe him when he says it. I don't even think he believes it. Exactly. He doesn't even believe it himself. He's become so lazy and the way he goes about trying to flirt with us, the viewer, and do his little, ooh, Tom Schwartz, poor me, I'm so bumbling and silly what and awkward. What he did awkward. with Lala, the same shit. Yeah. He pulled with Lala and she fell for it. I know. Oh, it's gross. He goes right for the like physical attributes with Lala. With Sheena, it was like, oh, I love your sunglasses. You look like Britney Spears. With yeah. Lala, it's like, oh, you have the most gorgeous lips in the world and you're such a great <laughs> mom. He knows exactly how to manipulate these women. It's disgusting it is disgusting but there was something about that moment him recalling his insult to lala i'm like he remembered that insult which i mean i think for someone like lala who's just like you know you're you're a dirty old blah blah whatever she doesn't remember those insults but schwartz does and that leads me to believe he either does actually feel bad and he is sensitive or he thought it was so awesome that he did that, and he's re- he's relived it many times. <laughs> oh, I think it is the latter. I absolutely think it's the latter. I don't think he ever feels bad for getting mad at women. I think he feels bad for looking bad for getting mad at mm, women. You nailed it, girl. I hated during this little apology session, this love session between Lala and Schwartz, where they both seem to agree that Ariana has been exalted to like a diva status and put up on a pedestal. And Tom claims to love Ariana, but he's just not going to fawn for her affection. You know, Lala claims she's on a forgiveness journey. She is not going to wear her trauma as a badge of honor and be the dog in everyone else's fight. Do you believe that? Or do you think she's just doing producer's work here? So the problem that I had with that statement that she made is that it is a good and healthy thing to work towards. It's a great goal, especially for somebody like Lala. However, what we're actually seeing her do is forgive people who haven't even deigned to apologize first. The only time that Schwartz ever became introspective and apologetic to Lala was after Lala did it first. So her goal of like, I don't, I want to go towards forgiveness I think that's a great goal, and I do believe that that's something she wants to do, and it's great for her. Don't fucking do it with Schwartz, and don't fucking do it with Sandoval, because that's just going to bite her in the butt. And did you ask You asked me if it's producer-driven? Yeah, do you think this is legit, or do you think she's doing like the producer's work? I think Lala's smart enough to know that, so I think that she has been prodded by producers to be the weak link so to speak. She's going to be the one to usher in the new Sheena. I mean, Sheena, (laughs) Sheena is also going to Sheena. Sheena's always going to Sheena, but Lala could be Sheena 2.0. Yeah. And it's just such a shift in behavior and attitude for Lala that it does seem 
mm, maybe not so genuine. Whereas with Sheena, like I will say she is authentically herself. <laughs> she stays true to herself, that one. Which That's is for sure. why I kind of adore her and like I could, I don't know if I could be friends with Sheena as long as I knew what she was like, oh. maybe. But oh my god, she cracks me up. I feel like you would be friends with Sheena, and I, probably I would, would be like Sarah. So what the fuck? <laughs> Why do you keep bringing her around? She's killing my like, vibe. I've never noticed how narcissistic and egotistical <laughs> she is. Around. What are you saying? <laughs> we are so alike in this way, but so different. So alike, but so different. It's really funny. I'm um, I'm very blinded by people's... I don't know what, what it is. I'm, by I'm the bad. Sheena in people. You yeah. see the good. <laughs> Whereas I meet them and I'm just like, wow, you're really awful and I don't like you at all. So I never want to see you again in my life. Sarah's like, do you want to go for coffee? or? <laughs> I have been burned, so I do need to take this more seriously. <laughs> Well, I think we probably bring out the best in each other. Like, That's I need to be true. less that way, and you need to be more that way. So hopefully we meet in the middle. That is, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Thought. I'll let you, I'll let you vet my new friends, and you let me vet your new friends. <laughs> and I think <laughs> that would be, that would be perfect. That would be, actually. So we also, we also had to just quickly touch on Sheena trying to discuss with Ariana oh, her yeah. desire to reach we out sure to Tom. Do. And Ariana shuts it down immediately in her confessional. She admits she finds it all very annoying. And I I would too. I, I honestly oh my would God. too. I do too. And I, I really thought about it. If I was Ariana, I absolutely do not blame her for not wanting her friends to befriend Tom. I get that. That is allowing him back into her life. She has set boundaries. She does not want him knowing anything about her life or being associated in any way. I would do the same. I'm sorry. I would. I absolutely would as well. Lala made this comment in the after show about how, like, basically Ariana Ariana doesn't get to dictate everybody else as to whether they can be friends with Tom or not while she then goes home to share a house with him. Oh my God. As if sharing a house with somebody that you used to date like for 10 years, as if that is indicative of Ariana being a hypocrite for some reason. That's disgusting, Lala. Her like namaste attitude in the episodes so far this season have been totally counterbalanced and canceled out by her attitude and her um, anger, (laughs) her bitter anger in the after shows. She is very, she's very upset, you guys. (laughs) She's very. (laughs) And she needs to chill. Okay. She She does does need to chill. She needs to chill. She she should maybe get some therapy as well. Maybe. Yeah. Handing out counseling. (laughs) She is definitely in the Teresa Judice school of namaste at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, She's the star pupil. I'll put she, it that way. Yeah, she needs to chill because she knows exactly why Ariana is still living with Tom. Ariana has explained it numerous times. Mm-hmm. And producers even did Ariana especially dirty um, when she said, I do not want to share a cabin with Tom. And that is because they are completely separated in the house. Look. I want to make it clear, I am not a huge Ariana stan, okay? I am not a fangirl. I've never really particularly liked or disliked Ariana. She's always just been there for me. After what has all gone down and repeated times of 
like she's been slapped multiple times by these people and I have to stand by her in this instance. I can't, I can't, I cannot agree with Tom Sandoval or Tom Schwartz or Lala at all right now. So absolutely. Narelle, have you ever gone cold plungy? No, but I want to, I think I would be really good at it. You know, I want to too, but it does make a lot of sense that Sandoval is doing this trend because there is a long list of white privileged men on my Facebook feed that <laughs> think cold plunging is a cure-all. So. Yes, there is. I'm just going to say the initials, SM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But honestly, I support anyone who does cold plunging because I want to try it too. And I think it's really good for you. I actually really want to try it. But I read that it's really bad for people who have CRPS. So I probably will never be able to. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, no. You would think it would be good for that, for inflammation. I think the inflammation is good. But it also does, like, your nerves come into play. And maybe. So, like, any injury or anything can aggravate CRPS again. So Oh, sweets. I'll just have cool showers. It's like the same mm. thing, right, guys? It's fine. Do the cold shower on your hair. It feels so good. I fucking love that. Especially Me after you've too. had like a hot shower and then yes. you're a little bit sweaty and you're like, I'm just going to oh. turn the cold on for a little while. Yes. Um, the way that Billy Lee. <laughs> no, I know. No, I knew it. I knew. The way that Billy Lee stared at Tom. Sandoval, as he emerged from this cold plunge, it was like the second coming of Christ, honestly. Like he was Jesus and she was thirsty for Jesus. I am crying. I I wrote, I am getting, I am getting very the shining vibes up in here. Why is she doing this? Why are her eyes are like Bethany's right now? It just, it went on for like probably three or four seconds past the point of comfort (laughs) and became a little strange and the can we say the the eyes can we say she is down for the tom sandoval i think it's equal parts tom sandoval equal parts camera time Mm, yeah yeah oh for absolutely yeah and Sandoval's continuing to push the fact that he is lovesick over Rachel. Oh. He hasn't yet realized that she's not coming back. So this is still part of his storyline. Right. Uh, but he's pining away for her. He's saving himself for her, you guys, because he just loves her so much. <sighs> Meanwhile, let's not forget, he could not bring himself to even say that he loved her last season without like pausing and kind of, you know, working his way up to saying, oh, I love you too. <laughs> During the um, reunion, I'm pretty sure he said he doesn't love her anymore. Yes. Am I, for, am I misremembering I, that? I, I can't totally recall. There's so much info, but I, I feel like you're right. We know he doesn't love her. He doesn't love anyone except himself, obviously. Yeah. Do we believe that fake phone call they flashed over to where he's like, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no. I mean, that makes me want to listen to Rachel's podcast it to see if she mentions it. I don't, Sarah, I don't believe anything that comes out of this man's mouth. And like, I don't Fair. discount his feelings or the dark place that he's expressing that he's in. But I do think he should be telling a therapist and not a camera. Bingo. That's exactly it, Nar. Or both, but not just a camera. And I'm pretty sure he's only telling a camera. 
Yeah, I, I think he is. And the fact that phone call was even recorded was pretty bullshit. So next, we've got Lala visiting James to talk about his sobriety. Oh, I don't like this. I'm sorry, I don't. Well, it was very orchestrated. Yeah. Like, this was not just a fun little hangout between the two of them. I get the feeling they never hang out anymore. I, I kind of do, too. And I get the feeling they were texting each other, like, okay, I'm going to come over and I'm going to ask you these questions about your sobriety. So this is what you should say. This is what I'm going to ask you. Okay. All right. Go. <laughs> I just kind of get that feeling for all of the hangouts this season so far. Yes. Yes, exactly. And... You know, I'm glad Allie respects James's privacy and boundaries so much. Like when Lala was at the pool party saying, why? What was the final straw for James? Yeah. She's like, mm, you can you can ask him. He can tell you. Like, good for her. I like her more and more each episode. I like her more and more now that I found out that she left yes. for a couple of days because of basically James's reaction to Scandal. And I guess he was getting a little bit too angry and a little bit too obsessive about it. Did not love, though, how he claims that he's not getting sober for his relationship this time. But then he followed it up immediately by saying that he told Allie he's sorry and that he'll do anything to get her back and that that's why he isn't drinking right. anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> sir, that is literally getting sober for your relationship. I don't know what you want me he to say. He did tell Lala, like, it's forever. I have to think it's forever, which, okay, fine. We'll see. Um, you know, chugging his cannabis drinks <laughs> was probably not the best time for Lala to ask him about his sobriety. Why? So I'm glad she... Why the barbecue goes up in flames in the background. <laughs> it's like, if this is not foreshadowing to something, yes, I don't know girl. what it is. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was interesting. As was meeting Joe. That was pretty interesting as well. She's basically exactly how I imagined. Honestly, that is that's what I had pictured yes. in my head. This is the woman I knew Joe was going she, to be. And that is else. an absolute fucking parrot. <laughs> she was a parrot on Schwartz's shoulder. Oh my god. That was uh, just equally as funny. Okay, it was equally as funny as watching Billy Lee fawn all over Sandoval. She, yeah, she's a quirky <laughs> lady. There's no doubt. And I am kind of surprised that her and uh, Schwartz aren't more than just friends or roommates or whatever. But Well, he said mm, that they had a whirlwind mm, romance. Mm. And he kind of explained that a little bit on Watch What Happens Live. They did. What did he said? They have a lightning in a bottle romance themselves. What? But then they just, you know, live together as friends. Totally platonic, <laughs> right? Like they're, they're totally just friends who live together, who used to bone and had a lightning in a bottle okay. relationship. That's um, normal. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Really loved the preview that Sandoval gave us as well of how apologetic he's going to be on the trip. Oh, and my how God. Kind he's going to be. I, I was dumbfounded. <laughs> Truly, I wrote, I'm dumbfounded. Like, sure. <laughs> Even Schwartz <laughs> dumbfounded. Like, he was like, that's not the vibe I would go with. He's like, oh, man. And, like, he really, I will give him this. He is trying to make Sandoval be a better human, but it is all for naught. Because the moment this asset opens his mouth, he defies all <laughs> sense of reason and logic and acts like such a victim. He does. Whenever I see those lifted sketches, <laughs> I know it's not going to be a good scene. And Schwartz tells him, he's like kind of preparing him, you know, like, I think you should, you know, 
just be a little more, you know, apologetic. Like just, you know, think about it. Just think about it. And then we've got Joe in the background going, think about it. And <laughs> Schwartz makes like a parrot sound to her even. He's yeah, like, Rawr. and she goes Rawr, back. <laughs> it's a very weird dynamic. Yeah. And she was, I got to say, fangirling all over Sandoval as well. Yep. She was very into that. I think that is the dynamic that they're loving. Absolutely. And it does go back to what Ariana said. Like, he's just surrounding himself with yes people. And absolutely. What did you think of Sandoval telling Schwartz, Lala and Sheena showed the entire nation how to treat us? I think that's fucking the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Because without Lala and without Sheena, I'm pretty sure I would have had the exact same opinion, Sandoval. And I would have been just as angry. I don't need Lala and Sheena to show me or tell me what to do or what to think. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. He really is trying to villainize everyone except himself here. Mm, but he's not a narcissist, is he? No, 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 definitely not. Like, he's definitely a victim of himself, okay? <laughs> so, moving on, we've got the double date with Sheena, Brock, Allie, and Jane. I like this foursome. This was a good dinner. I do, too. I liked it. What I really liked, well, I, like- I half liked it, okay. and I was half annoyed by it. Okay. Brock and Allie were the only ones really talking about the upcoming trip and about what it's going to be like with Tom and also about the ridiculous situation that Lisa's putting everybody in. It was like a discussion between Brock and Allie, whereas James and Sheena were like, moot, mute, mute, not mute, mute. mute. (laughs) Definitely mute. I know. It's like they had accepted it, accepted it already. And I really agreed with what Brock was saying here. I loved his attitude about the whole thing. He's just like, hey, if we don't like it, then we're going to go get a hotel. And I don't think it's fair that Lisa put, you know, Tom's mental health issues on my wife. And I I was like, Brock, this is the side of you I really enjoy. And you've got your wife's back and you're a good friend. And yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the scene. I was team Brock, baby. Yeah, I'm team Allie, and Allie can see the writing on the wall as well. She's like, I'm just nervous because I know if he's there, like, we're all going to be in a position where, like, we kind of have to forgive him. Like, it's going to be weird. I'm not looking forward to it. Allie feels very relatable to me. Totally. Especially this season. I really enjoy Allie on the show. She's such a good fit. I hope her and James... Oh my god, my James. I, I heard that. I hope her and James make it all the way, baby. She's like if he's good um, to her, if he's good to her. I was gonna say I yeah. I have a feeling that Allie probably deserves better more. Yeah. 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 I believe people can change and I hope that is the case with James. I know he's done or he's been accused of doing some really horrible things. So yeah, that's a tricky one and I don't even wanna touch it right now we finally get to see graham being reunited with james i was pretty touched by the reaction and the tears initially i believed that james absolutely knew that this was going to happen and then i changed my mind when i saw his reaction i was like i don't think he knew well maybe he guessed i unfortunately this moment was ruined for me oh fuck why (laughs) i saw why i saw a comment that they actually reunited in Lake Tahoe. And someone said it on a podcast. One of them, I think Sheena or Lala. But they haven't been to Lake Tahoe yet. 
I don't know, I don't, or somewhere. Anyway, they were somewhere, they were somewhere, and this had happened at a different time. Well, this could have been filmed after Lake Tahoe. This probably was filmed after, is my guess. He was specifically asked during the after show if he knew that this was about to happen. Interesting. And he very genuinely said, like, I swear to God, I did not know it was going to happen. Like, you can see in my reaction, I was floored. Like, I really thought I was just going to talk to Lisa about Tom. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe that rumor is was a falsehood and someone got it wrong. I do have a feeling that the scene from it was either episode one or episode two where James and Allie are walking down their street and they're like, so do you want to get a dog? Yeah. I would love a dog. I think that was filmed after for sure. I think that that was after like Graham was sitting at home. Graham was probably with the cameraman (laughs) already, like waiting around the corner. But that was like a setup scene. I wonder if that's what they were talking about. You know what? It could be. That was filmed beforehand. It could be. But I, I teared up at the scene. Uh, regardless because he did he there, there was utter shock there and i loved it i'm so happy Graham's and he was back, like honestly. he's my best friend i know i'm a sucker for a dog i'm sorry anytime's a dog involved i cry so like rachel has said that a lot of the behavioral issues were caused by james i know and like when grandma's a puppy but we also know that Rachel was abandoning Graham all the time and going out and partying and staying at Tom Sandoval's house and, well, That's... sorry, Tom Schwartz's house Yeah, and leaving this dog alone for, like, long periods of time. So a dog like that needs a lot of care, a yeah. lot of attention, and I really hope that James is the one yes. to give him, like, the training and the rehabilitation that he needs and that he deserves. Yeah. Honestly, I hope it works out, and I just want Graham yeah. to be safe. Yes, he's yes. so cute. Yeah. As well as the people around him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I thought it was, honestly, there's a lot to talk about this episode. I really do still enjoy watching these dynamics um, right now. I'm sure that will change. Though I want to see what happens at Lake Tahoe. I know this is yeah. probably where Sheena and Lala turn to the dark side. Uh, just curious how Ariana handles it and how they're going to show her handling it. Katie is awful quiet, though. I will say that she's awful quiet this season. So I don't blame her. I think because Katie has nothing to say that is not pro Ariana. And right now, anything pro Ariana is getting cut out. Katie probably had a lot to say. And they were just like, no, going to edit that out. Same with Ariana. We're not really getting that much from her either. Like you said, I'm still interested to watch. I'm still going to be watching every week. I'm especially gearing up for the reunion. I think that's what everybody is kind of waiting for now because already this season's feeling like a a bit of a wash. Yeah. But we're going to try and make it as fun for you guys as possible. And we are going to be here every week recapping. And Summer House is starting this week. I don't know. I don't know when we're going to do our Summer House episode because it does air on a Thursday night and we usually release our podcasts on Thursday and Friday. So yeah. So it might be a week behind, but we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can switch up the sketch, whatever. But, yeah. you know, thank you guys so much for being here. Sorry about the voice. Hopefully we're back yeah. to regular programming next week. And I talked way too much for a person who sounds like this. So I know. Sorry. Speaking of the voice. 
we would typically be going to uh, record our Miami episode right after this, but we're probably going to give Sarah's voice a break. So our Miami episode might be coming out a little bit later this week, Yeah, but make sure you head on over there when it's posted. We love you guys. Thank you for all of the new subscribers and listens. You guys have made us feel so great. And all the comments we've gotten on our social media. We love all of you. And we hope you're having a great week. Have the best weekend. Until next time, stay truthful. But not hopeless. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.